Am I alone here? Must I do this myself? And, uh, so be it. <laughs> Shiny! Quest Gaming Networks presents Dungeon Crawler. All the loot, hunting, tips, tricks, and commentary your instant adventure can handle. Welcome to Dungeon Crawler, Episode 3. Tonight's record date is October 27th, 2012. My name is Dave Deenforce Adams, and I am your humble host through the wonderful world of dungeon crawling. Tonight with me is a special guest from the Elder Scrolls Off the Record, also from Minecraft Off the Record, and the wonderful producer of our network, Joe the Widget Wilson. Oh yeah, and Adrenaline Gaming. What? Yeah, I'm I'm still hoping and praying I can get on that pretty soon. Yeah, we'll get you on it. Unfortunately, you can't make next week. No, I, I, yeah. When's when it, when you record on Wednesdays? Heck yeah, I'm down on that. Also tonight from Diablo off the record fame, we have Kete, also known as Steve, here tonight with us. Say hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. Uh, I don't say- know about fame, but he was on that show once. <laughs> I'm infamous. Infamous, yes. Let's go with infamy. <laughs> All right. Um, before we actually get into the show, I do want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Tweaked Audio. Some of the top quality earbuds money can buy. They come with a full lifetime guarantee. Also, remember, at checkout, use off the record all one word, and you'll get 30% off of all items at checkout. That brings down their usually cheapest earphones from $19.99 to $12.99. But they have a special clearance going on right now for pink headphones. That's right. Rock you some pink headphones from Tweaked Audio. That's tweakedaudio.com, off the record, all one word, 30% off. Come on, guys. You know that's the best way to get ladies when you're at the gym, breaking out of sweat. Wearing the pink ear headphones, man, that's that may be the worst way, actually. Yeah, I, I, that never worked for me, but <laughs> hey, I still haven't, uh, I haven't put that much effort into it. Are they think well, they're wearing the girlfriend's headphones. They wear, wear a shirt that says, you know, real men, and has a pink ear. Never mind. Let's <laughs> try. That could work. Yeah, it, it could. All that's right. Way too though. Um, well, I, I'm not saying that I rocked the pink this much this week, but I am saying that I got down on a little bit of D3. I r- totally have been, uh, I don't know, Joe, I know I've talked to you a little bit about it, and I definitely know Steve has, but I've been trying and working toward my, uh, Infernal Machine recipe, which is Act 4 Inferno, and I've been using Monster Power 1. And this whole week, I've just been, like, well, the first part of the week at least, before patches came out, I uh, was running them left and right, and I just couldn't get those plans to drop for anything. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, isn't it like at Monster Power 1, it's 10% chance to drop off of that, right? I believe it is. See, now, I don't get it. I've run it on Monster Power 2, 3. What's up? That was 3% according to the EPN chart. No, 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 no. That's uh, for the extra item. Oh, we're okay. My bad. <laughs> yeah, the 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 drop for the plans is without monster powers five percent, but every monster power up is a is going at monster power one. It goes up to ten. Then monster power two, it's twenty percent, and so on and so forth until you get to monster power ten, where it's a hundred percent chance to drop. But I'm yeah, I'm not man enough to handle monster power ten yet, and I'm willing to to admit it. <laughs> So, I've been running Monster Power 1, I've been doing Monster Power 3 a few times, me and Steve even ran Monster Power 2 a few times, uh, but it didn't really work out in our favor. In fact, one time, my game lagged out or overheated or something so bad that it kicked me out of the game entirely, and we found a feature that is amazing. 
Now, I was in the game. We, of course, to get the the plans to even drop from the Key Warden, you have to get five stacks of Nephilim Valor, which you start getting at sixty. I had my five stacks. We were at the Key Warden. My game overheats. I get kicked off. I come back in. I join Steve's game. My fingers are crossed. There are my five stacks of Nephilim Valor from the previous game that I was in with Steve. Nice. I was so excited that I I didn't have to go back through all over again and get them all the way from the start. They saved because I got kicked out of the game. Oh, I was so happy. Yeah, so, I was happy, too, because I didn't have to fight the Key Warden on Monster Power 2 by myself. <laughs> you know, I'm really glad that they took the time and effort to figure out a way to fix people getting DC'd. I have a way that you can get your stuff you need, Dave. What do you need? Or how? What? I'll jump in with my level 52 monk and own everything for you, so you don't have to worry about it. Oh! Monster Power 10, no problem. That'll I'm be, uh, screenshot-worthy. Right screenshot I'm being serious. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> taking screenshots. We're putting those up on the site. <laughs> I mean, come on, a level, a level 52 monk, really? Yeah, it, it's rough. Man, Monster Power 10 is mean. Like, we we were uh, playing around on Monster Power 10 the other day, and it was like, you couldn't even scratch them at all. <laughs> and, uh, well, eventually, we, we I started, like, later in the week, there have been a few patches that come out this week. The first patch that came out this week, actually, uh, for Diablo 3, fixed the scaling monster damage in Inferno difficulty by almost, reducing it by almost 25%. For all monster power levels. So, effectively, monster power has become a little bit easier. But, ever since the October 23rd patch released, I've been having issues with my computer overheating. In fact, I've also been having issues with my computer uh, lagging, just like crazy. And it's not just me. Steve was having the same issue, weren't you, with the, the screen just flipping out. Oh yeah, that was the 1.0.5. Right after it came out, it was like lightning, and oh, it was it was ridiculous. Yeah, it, it looked almost like the screen got fried until you moved like five feet, and then your screen turned back to normal. Yeah, almost like my my graphics card in my computer was just like done. It really looked like you fried your graphics card. I was freaking out. So, well, this is not just us though. But I bring all this up not as a as a warning to people who play the game. The game is amazing. They're fixing the game every time an issue comes out. In fact, a patch 1.0.5 alpha was released fixing a ton of crashes, a ton of, of issues with machines with higher core processors. But because they're going through and fixing things, I'm I'm very sure that there's going to be a fix for AMD cards just around the bend. Good I'm, thing I use. Never mind. <laughs> you're rocking I'm NVIDIA? Sure. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure it's not just the AMDs, but they're getting hit the hardest. NVIDIA 550 Ti. What up? Oh. See, I'm I'm running a Radeon in mine and it's it's not happy. It's just <laughs> not happy. So, um, but you know, I'm, I'm sure that a fix is right around the corner and I want everybody to keep their fingers crossed. I know that the, if you go check on the forums, pretty much every post up, up top right now is this issue. So it is the hot button issue and it will be fixed as soon as possible. And I'm, I wish only to bring good news next time we have to talk on this topic. But good news is on, on the other hand, I, as I mentioned earlier, the October 23rd patch reduced, uh, monster power. It also fixed uh, Zahrinth, the Keymaster. So oh, I'm, I Steve. bought this guy before they fixed it, and mm-hmm. it was brutal. Well, tell I us about it. Up with my Ghostbusters reference, and I completely failed. <laughs> Gozer, Gozer, that's it. Gozer, yes, it's not Zahrinth, it's Gozer. I well, say, so what is, is Gozer his partner in crime? Is he's that, the after the fact. He's the Keymaster. She's the gatekeeper. <laughs> uh, Joe, go sit in your corner. All right, Steve, tell us tell us more about this guy. What, what was he like? 
Well, I mean, man, it was brutal. Like, I guess, I, I think he, they fixed it to where he doesn't have uh, illusionist and fast mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. And the fast compiled with, like, this. he has this one attack where it's an AoE, and it's it's basic, it's equivalent to, like, a wizard's blizzard. does damage over time, and, you know, it, it slows you down. And with that, it was just like you couldn't get out of these things. He would drop them on top of you, so you'd be constantly slowed, and you wouldn't be—you'd be taking damage. And then, since he had illusionist, you couldn't tell which one was, you know, the real one. It was horrible. Well, apparently, they not only reduced that; they reduced the uh, the speed reduction from him. They reduced all this different stuff. In fact, the nerf hammer hit him so hard he shrunk. I just, I find that just hilarious. They also reduced his size in this patch. <laughs> It'd be hilarious if it, like, crumpled into his neck and he's just kind of... Yeah, he just, like, has the band hammer stuck in him. <laughs> the Wizard Blizzard has a sister who's a great Wizard. listener in winter. Wizard Blizzard Blizzard. You can go on nurse all, all day on that one. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see, am I forgetting anything from, from Diablo this week, Steve? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. What, would you... It's been slightly reduced. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's on there. Size has been slightly reduced. Well, yeah, it's that, that's to make him less intimidating, you know? Is it? I, I think so, because was, he was pretty scary before. He was. Um, also, uh, a few notes. Last week we mentioned that the world first for uh, Hardcore Clear was by a pair of monks. It was actually a bard and wizard, but that's beside the point. Uh, the point was that we were talking about last week was that, uh, monk duos have become very, very successful in teaming up using different, uh, mantras. So that they are very good running, running duos. So I, I recommend it. Clear here, Dave. Mm-hmm. In Quest Gaming Network, we are gamers. We talk about games. We are also human. What do humans do? We make mistakes. So yes, yeah. we make mistakes. We do not work for these companies that we talk about. So. If we make a mistake, it, send us an email and we'll be glad to, to uh, correct it. Putting a one-star review about that mistake while saying everything else was kosher, mm, petty. Yeah, it, it ends up being just, it shows us who in our uh, listener base isn't actually listening. <laughs> so that's, that's fine, though. You know, if that's the way some of our listeners want to be, that's, that's fine. But... You know, I'm I'm really not worried about it because that's just one of the many games I played this week. Another one uh, was Titan Quest, and I know Steve, you were actually asking me about this one, right? Yeah, I was kind of curious about it. I had heard you talk about it. And I was like, "Oh, Titan Quest! That that sounds really neat." But I, I know nothing about it, so I, I wanted to hear something it's about this it. One, actually, this this is a very good game. It, I, it's surprising seeing as how the graphics almost remind me. Of like Civilization three, but zoomed in, is it, it kind of remind me of the graphics. It's it's not that great on the graphics. It's not that you know amazing in visuals, but it's not dropping you all the way back to the Diablo two. You know, is that pixel or is that pixel not my hand? So you can actually see what's going on, but it's pretty cool because I'm all into history. I lo- I'm a history buff when it, it comes to like. Uh, mythology and stuff like that. I, I love it. And, and one of the best parts about this game is like, you actually have a quest where you have to go talk to the Spartan Leonidas, like the dude from 300. He totally <laughs> is one of the quest guys. Nice. He, that's, that's pretty cool. So I actually, I helped him kill a bunch of centaurs, but that's not even the coolest thing. As I was going around, I had all these different random people that I was coming across helping out. This one guy, oh well, one of our one of our big uh, Spartan warriors thinks he's you know still a warrior, even though he's too old to be one. You need to go find him. He ended up being in a, a cave, but this cave was unlike any other I've ever had experienced in an, a dungeon crawler. This cave, this dungeon was an open-world dungeon. You didn't... It wasn't instanced. You just walked into it and continued walking into it. It wasn't like you walk into it and it's, it stops the game, goes through a... puts you into the dungeon, and then you run the dungeon. The dungeon was actually part of the landscape 
even though it was underground. And I, I was just amazed by how seamless you could transition into the dungeon underground in this game. And I was, I, it really impressed me. Just something simple like that. I would love to see that be applied to other games out there right now. And for anyone listening who actually has picked up Titan Quest, I, I really am a supporter of it. I gotta say, I went Defense Mastery, and I'm having a great time with it. It's hilarious. Nothing can hurt me. So. Isn't that kind of a uh, OP situation there, <laughs> It is. I'm so OP. It's hilarious, because I have, like, this big shield, and I'm carrying a spear in one hand and the shield in the other and going after things. Oh, it's hilarious. Like Dual-wielding Dragon Knight and EverQuest online. Yeah. Not EverQuest online, sorry. <laughs> Elder Scrolls online. Um... Or the engineer in Torchlight Two. Oh, it's mean. I love it. Or a Barb in Diablo Three. So, I, I'm I'm really happy with that with Titan Quest. I'm I'm really excited about it. it looks cool. I've I've seen. I looked up the video and screenshots on Steam. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty neat. Um, let's see what else. Speaking of Steam, uh, I was going through and looking up the new things coming out this week for the different games that we talk about. Uh, one big thing that, that I noticed was Torchlight 2 put out a bunch of stability patches uh, recently, including ones that deal with issues in multiplayer games that uh, directly address performance optimization. So you're, you're, I love that they're not just, they didn't just release the game and say, hey, best of luck. They, they actually are going through like, you know, any of the other very, very top end games and fixing the tiny things just to make it more accessible to players. If you take in the fact that Torchlight 2 is only $20 at launch, it's in a fantastic game for that price point. It really is. So, I mean, it's it's a win-win no matter what you do with that game. On top of it being $20, I mean, if it's so cheap, they probably shouldn't, but I know Steve was trying to download the uh, the, the demo, weren't you? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I heard you guys talking about it, and I said, hey, I, you know, I want to see what these guys are talking about. You know, I've played other dungeon crawlers. I want to check this one out. So I figured I'd get the demo and see what I can do with it. So there actually is a demo for Torchlight 2 on Steam for, if you have not had a chance to try it out, I recommend it. Um, you know, the I art... really recommend that game just drop on 20. It's really worth oh, it, it. it. It really is worth it. a dungeon crawler fan, it's totally worth it. It's, it's, the, it's my favorite leisure game. They... It is good to have one of those too. It's it's cheap. It's fun. It has a a lot of content. It really does have a ton of content. I have my gaming mouse with all the buttons configured to the hotbars. I just sit back in my chair and just use my right hand and do everything. Yeah, Torchlight Two really has been doing a lot of lot for their fans, which is surprising for its cost. And I'm really glad to see them keeping up with it. I have a question for you, Dave. Yeah. Do you think they'll actually release DLC for Torchlight Two? I'm hoping. I, I'm really hoping they do, especially seeing as how the way that they have the game set up, it really seems nearly infinite for the way that they can just upgrade it. They could just yeah. add a patch that or a DLC that lets you go through an infinite dungeon like they did in the first game. Yeah, I would pay easily ten dollars for a new a new playable class with some extra additional content. Easy. I mean, oh, definitely. And I know that you know. Torchlight 2, I know people have always touted it as being the Diablo 3 com competition. No, I really don't see it as that. I know that that it really isn't. It's a completely different playstyle, but it is very close to Diablo 2. Oh yeah, very much. It is very, very close to Diablo 2. And I know Diablo 3 I, has been slated to have at least two more uh, expansions. Diablo 3 is slated for two more expansions... Probably one next year, probably one the next. Well, look at it, Dave, is that Diablo 3 is more of your hardcore yeah. uh, hardcore dungeon crawler. Yeah. It's all that whole spec building, the monster power, you know, the whole nine yards, the different four different levels of playthrough you have to get through. Torchlight 2 is your leisure deep dungeon crawler. It's your... Yeah, it really is. Your fun time one. So if you're, if you're you know, tired of grinding Diablo 3, you've been beating your head against those uh, monster power 10 monster zombie at the very beginning of Act 1. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I do, sit back, relax, and have some fun with that one. Well, you know, I, I can say for uh, for sure, 
Sometimes Diablo 3 feels a little bit like a job. Yeah, it, it can. You know, for some people it is a job. I know, there, there are some people who make money off of it. But, you know, the whole reason I, I say that there's going to be expansions coming from Diablo 3, if Runic Games, the, the makers of Diablo, or Torchlight 2, see Diablo 3 putting out expansions, mm-hmm. I'm thinking that Torchlight 2 may see a few expansions as well to try to keep up. You know, that term expansion is almost kind of a uh, an old term. I know. Kind of like the bee's knees. It is, but I also use the word neat. Nifty, gee whiz, golly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, um, let's see. What else is cool this week? I know what's cool. I want to talk a little bit of Borderlands 2. Oh, and I know we're going to get into that a lot deeper in just a moment, but I do want to talk a little bit of Borderlands 2. Um, first and foremost, I know last week we got a little bit of a preview having Dan on board. We actually have Joe the Widget Wilson here to tell us a little bit about the ex- the expansion. The DLC, what is it, Pri- Scarlet and her pirate booty? Captain Scarlet, Scarlet and her, and her pirate's booty. <laughs> That's... Uh, yeah, it should have been Captain Badunkadunk and her pirate booty. It really um, should, because... Oh my god, like, I can't believe it. The type of art style they use in Borderlands 2, she's actually a hot character. Well, that's, you know, that's the, oh. the thing with Borderlands 2, is along with Torchlight, is people... The biggest thing I've ever heard about is that they don't like the art styles. But once they actually sit down and play the game, it's addicting. It works, it works big time. So um, the thing is, I listened to the, your last episode with Dan, and I, I wanted to go hit Dan because he was wrong on some points. I don't remember what points they were now. I should wrote them down, but <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get things right very much. But you know, he's my little brother. He only played an hour of the DLC when you, you recorded that. Mm-hmm. I've beat it twice. Well, okay. tell us about it. I want to hear what it. What? Don't give me spoilers. We're not a spoiler show, but I do want to uh-huh. hear about some of the new additions. So, how much of Borderlands One did you play? Did you ever play the DLC in Borderlands One? Uh, I have them. Well, there's one DLC that was it was <laughs> held as the best DLC for Borderlands One was uh, General Knox. Yeah, that that actually was made canon in Borderlands Two. It actually played a part in Borderlands Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a phenomenal DLC. Uh, me and Mike loved that thing. Uh, me and my buddy, my best friend Mike, had been huge Borderlands fans since the game launched. We were one of the few people that picked it up on launch day because it looked cool. Uh, we played the snot out of it. I had every character maxed out on Borderlands, beat every DLC multiple times, even though um, Moxie's Underdome was a crappy one. They don't do that one again. Mm-hmm. But um, people are people are comparing uh, Captain Scarlet with General Knox. Oh, really? Content size and the end reward. And they even did it to where, see, General Knox was the one that introduced the ultimate boss in Borderlands, mm-hmm. Raumax, which was this giant monster that was literally a pain in the tush to kill. You had to do it with four people with, with legendary items, but or you can glitch him and, and do it with one person or two people like me and Mike did all the time. <laughs> we farmed a snot out of Raumax, trying to get that uh, the Pearl Essence weapon. Yeah, the pearlescent weapons. Hundreds of hours in that game, and I never got one. I was so mad. <laughs> Legend, I my character, my my maxed out level sixty four uh, sniper. I forgot his name. He's in the Mordecai. Mordecai, thank you. I was playing with Mordecai. I, I loved his pistol abilities in that game. I had so many legendaries that my character was using all legendaries, top quality, the dark orange ones. With my bank was completely full of legendaries as well. We beat Chromax so many times that I was just picking up, you know, slightly better oranges. <laughs> Never got a pearlescence, but um, introduced new vehicles to the game. It introduced new new zones, uh, a really good story mode to it, and different elements of the game. Well, that's what Captain Scarlet has done, and I was not expecting that at all. It's got an easy 10 hours to 15 hours of content in the game, mm-hmm. in DLC, which is phenomenal for DLC. And introduces a new vehicle. Unfortunately, though, you you cannot use that vehicle in any other zone except for the DLC zones. DLC zones. That's one of the things Dan was wrong on. You can only use the um, the boat thingy. <laughs> I always forget the name of it. The hover boat. 
in in the DLC content, so you can't use it outside of it, unfortunately. But um, the vehicle is a blast to play. The characters are even more whacked out and nuts in the DLC than they are in the regular game, which is hard to believe. That is, is that, hard to believe, because I've met yeah. Tiny Tina. Oh, God, I love Tiny Tina. She is my hero. <laughs> squishy, squishy. I love um, Tiny Tina. Gosh, I'm trying to get so many sound files of her right now. It, it has a really good story to it with Captain Scarlet. You know, it's predictable, uh, but the characters are kind of whacked out like uh, Shade, or not Shades. Um, yeah, his, his name is Shades. He's one of the first guys you meet in Oasis, which is a new town they introduce. That guy is demented. He belongs in a psycho ward. Well, most of the characters in the game belong in a psycho ward. But you think of Johnny Depp, and you combine all his really whacked out movies. I try not to. Put him into one character, and put him in Borderlands. That's what Shades is. Oh goodness! That's how they modeled him. <laughs> Gives you an idea of his insanity, but it's fun. And then, of course, Captain Scarlet. And yeah, there's a lot of little like uh, subquests in the game that are hilarious. Mm-hmm. And actually very entertaining to play. So it's it's a full package. And it's more than worth the price for it. It's only like 10 bucks. I think we talked about that last week. It's only yeah, like... you get the $30 deal where you guaranteed all four DLC. That's makes it even less than 10 bucks. Yeah, it's like buy one, get one free. Or buy three, get one free. Well worth it. I, I bought that on both my system, on both PS3 and my PC. Yeah, man, it, it added a lot of content. Uh, it, uh, there's a couple of things that disappoint though. It did not add the pearl essence. I'm still waiting for those. I want. Well, I'm sure they they have two more DLCs to come through. I'm sure they're gonna add them. It's amazing how fast they released Captain Scarlet. I can't I can't think of a game that released a full DLC pack like that that short. I mean that soon after release. Well, the, you see that a lot nowadays. We're actually gonna talk about Fantasy Star Online too. I know. It ain't in America yet, but they are also releasing monthly huge DLC packs, or old free uh, packs, just a ton of content monthly. And well, not only did they, they release this new content, but they released a new playable character. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But they they've been working on the Mechromancer forever. Yeah, I know, and we know that they've been working on the other DLC content for quite some time. They had the DLC planned out from the start of the game. Yeah. So they were kind of working on a lot of them in tandem with the game. So it works. I, I think it works. And the thing is, Borderlands 2, just the regular gameplay is already one and a half times longer than what the Borderlands 1 regular gameplay was. See, I, I really just need to sit down and finish Borderlands 1. And I noticed that the drop rate in Borderlands 2 is a lot less than what it was in Borderlands 1. I mean, like in a quality. Rarity? Yeah, quality. Yeah, uh, I've gotten three legendaries. Mm-hmm. One of them was for both. All three of them were actually early in the game. For one for each of my characters. I've only ever gotten legendaries through quests. Yeah, there's only one legendary you get through quests. That's the shield. Yeah, the shield. Well, no, there's. I think I have another one from a quest. Hmm. I'm pretty uh, sure. Quest legendaries. And the, the thing is that people don't understand about Borderlands Two is that there's actually different levels of of quality or different tiers of quality. Mm-hmm. There's a light green, dark green. There's blue, light blue, dark blue, light purple and dark purple, light orange and dark orange, which signifies the rarity. See, I, it, that's uh, I didn't even know that there was different versions of each. Yep, it's it's more predominant in the purples and the oranges. Um, the light orange and versus the dark orange. Dark orange is the right now the best type of rarity you can get in the game. And they usually have a lot of hidden properties in the weapon. There's a there's dark orange shields, weapons, class mods, and grenades. Well, that's good. And I know they, they, they supposedly added just a ton of more items in the DLC, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And that are available game-wide now, not just in the DLC. Oh, see, that, that makes it worth it. Ten times over. Um, also, speaking of the DLC, I know this is not a good thing, but there were a few performance issues... When Captain Scarlet and her pirate's booty content released with the physics, the physics engine, where if you had it set to medium or high, it just, it wouldn't play right. Well, they, they actually fixed that in the latest Steam update, and it should also hit consoles. Um, another issue, which was that 
character files that somehow get set to read only uh, or, or as you know protected files would not be able to be read properly once the game received the update when they released Captain Scarlet and the Pirate Booty content. This was actually fixed within the same update. On top of that, they they added a toggle for textures so that if you're on a high-end computer, it'll just pop to the high-end texture instead of fading in from a lower-end texture. On top of that, the big, big, big news for Borderlands 2... If you have completed 85% of all your non-DLC, non-area-specific challenges, you'll be able to reset all of your challenges and re-complete them for additional ranks and bonuses. A.K.A. your badass rank. Yes. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the kind of things that are, you know, shoot this many psychos or... Sticking a grenade to a psycho and killing another and killing another psycho at the same time is an achievement, that kind of thing. Yeah, stuff like that. Not talking about the go to this area and find and talk to this person achievements. Not that. So this this is pretty cool. It actually lets you continue the game and and become even better. And I'm I'm in love with the the way that they did the badass rank just mm-hmm. due to the fact that it's shared across all of your characters. It, so it, it virtually becomes endless. It really can... does. It adds. It, it makes it so that it replay value is immense. So mm-hmm. I, I'm really happy. What do we call it, Steve? New Game Plus? Uh, that's what I generally call it. Or yeah. it could be <laughs> End Game Plus, depending yeah. on... Well, they call it the Real Vault Hunter. The, the Real Vault Hunter mode. Yeah, is when you actually complete the game, you get a harder difficulty. So. Which is the real game. Um, the, the first playthrough is like your beginner introduction to the game the second playthrough is when they add new weapons they add new armor new everything new enemies new enemies yeah and bunch of new enemies it's at least six times harder than the first game in the first playthrough at least it really is um but with all this popularity from borderlands there's been more news coming out for borderlands over the past week a new Borderlands game is coming out, but it's coming out to the iOS operating system before the end of October. As an advertisement in the official Borderlands 2 strategy guide says that the popular shooter series will come to the iPhone and iPad by the end of October. Borderlands Legends. Yes, Borderlands Legends is the name. It uses, it's kind of like a dumbed down version of Borderlands 1. And, you know, that's that's still pretty neat, but, I mean, how successful... I guess, you know, I, I really... I'm just going to stand back on this one, because Borderlands 2 has never done anything the same way we expect anything to work, and has become successful. <laughs> that's true. You know, I am kind of worried about how a shooter, like... Uh, I've always never liked any kind of shooter on an iOS device, whether it be an, an iPad or an iPhone. It just doesn't feel right with the even with the uh, touchscreen controls mm-hmm. they're too loose they don't really work well so i'm kind of curious to see how they're going to pull that off yeah hopefully at best it'll end up feeling like a playstation portable game mm. so well, it's, it's portable, you actually have controller yeah this one will be on screen movement controls Ugh. yeah so i mean I, I love borderlands too if, if i had an ipad i'd probably get this but i don't want to waste my money on that kind of thing so, now that we've talked all this Borderlands 2, and before we actually get into the Fantasy Star Online 2 discussion, which is coming up very soon, I wanted to ask both of my uh, wonderful guests here today, what makes Borderlands 2, or any game for that matter, a dungeon crawler? I know that we've said what we classified a dungeon crawler, but why isn't why do we even have Borderlands 2 on here? Is it actually a dungeon crawler, or is it a shoot-'em-up? Now, it goes the same for pretty much anything. I know that, is Diablo 3, is it actually a dungeon crawler, or is it a, could we classify it an MMO? No, no. No, no way you can classify it as an MMO. Because that, that requires, it's missing out on the, on the first three aspects. Now, what, what were... player online. What do you call, <laughs> what do you consider the aspects of a dungeon crawler compared to, well, let's go ahead and do Borderlands 2 first as a shoot-em-up. We kind of have to break down what you think the elements of a dungeon crawler are first. 
mm-hmm. of what makes a dungeon crawler. Um, class of, all the genres of games are, are broken down by different classifications. Like, obviously, a first-person shooter, you're generally in first-person. You're using guns. You're fighting against other players. Um, for dungeon crawler, when it comes to my mind, is it's instance zones. So you when you, you zone into uh, new lands and you have a certain ob- objectives in that land before you get to the next land and the next land. And it's all instanced out. Um, that's one big thing for me. And loot is another big factor. This is, may seem like a small thing, but in reality it actually plays a big part in how the game plays, and that's how loot is distributed. And right. in dungeon crawlers, typically when you kill an enemy, the loot drops to the ground. Gold, ammunition, weapons armor, you name it. Uh, when you're playing like an MMO or standard RPG, you generally get loot from the monster itself that's random rolled and specific to that monster. Yeah. Usually, if you're in a group, you have to roll for it and blah, 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 and distribute it in, in civil manners. I'm using air quotes here. But with the, generally when it comes to a dungeon crawler, that loot is visible, drops to the ground, and usually the loot tables are extremely random for all enemies. I mean, there are some, like in Borderlands 2, even Diablo 3, that only certain weapons, certain armor will drop off of certain monsters, but usually those are bosses. Right. Now, how does this differentiate, like, Borderlands? You could classify it as both, though, couldn't you? You I mean, can't. I mean, one of the big things going on nowadays is, is cross-genre. Yeah. Games, which is a, a big thing right now. Um, but what what really strikes me, I thought about this all day, is like, is Borderlands 2 really a, a valid talking point on Dungeon Crawler? Is this something I can really get into depth with and, and be legitimate with? And the more I thought about it, and I thought about, okay, what are the classifications, like we said, of a, of a Dungeon Crawler? And I thought about it, well, generally, every Dungeon Crawler is, stays on the same um, RPG platform as skill trees. You have classes. You have skill trees associated with that classes where you can kind of mix and match and do your own thing. Whether it be like Diablo 3, where... It is a skill tree, but it's done in a different manner. It's done in a different look and a different feel. But it's still a skill tree. You're still getting skills. You're still having to mix and match what you put on your hotbar, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, now, one thing, I want to bring in Steve real quick. Steve. Yeah. You there? Um, yeah. I wanted to, to see. Now, this is a conversation me and you have been having. I know it's like almost a war between me and you over the past few weeks. What differentiates these same elements in a dungeon crawler from an MMO. You know, it's hard for me to say, and I, I gotta say, I'm probably not an authority on dungeon crawlers. Yeah, you're a gamer as much as anybody here. I'd like to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Okay, well, to me, in my mind, a dungeon crawler, I mean, I, I expect it to have some sort of way to play it offline, where, where you don't have the option of you know, people interrupting you and wanting to be in your game and stuff like that. And if, to me, personally, if it has online capabilities, that kind of makes it an MMO. Well, I, I'd be able to willing, I'd be willing to say that, uh, uh, most MMOs nowadays, well, every MMO out there is a dungeon crawler, but a true dungeon crawler has the capability of being just by yourself in a dungeon. You guys are all wrong. Okay. Wow. Oh, okay. Thanks for I'm sorry, but it's true. But from a professional gamer standpoint, working in the industry, there's actually classifications. You have, there's guidelines for an MMO to be classified as an MMO. Okay. So what do you got? Um, for one, an MMO is considered an active, ever-evolving world. That's one of the first classifications for MMO. Okay. So okay. the world's always going whether you're logged in or not. One big thing. Second thing is MMO is classified. Yes, it has to be online, and all players logged into that server up to a minimum of, like, say, a standard of 20 or 50 up to several thousand are all active li- online at the same time and all are present in that active world when logged in. All right? For instance, like Diablo 3, it cannot be classified as a, as a dungeon crawler. It's not an active persistent world unless okay. you're logged into your game only. It does not continue after you're logged out. Two, you can only have four people with you in your game. Okay. And more. Even though there's a lot of people playing Diablo 3 at the same time and they are online, they are not in that game with you. Well, oh man, Hank, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm holding my tongue because we're about to get into something that's gonna 
make shake everything up. But I think those are pretty good criteria for for an MMO, actually. Yeah, that is that is spot on. Now we could always say that you know most MMO. I can't think of an MMO out there that's an actual MMO that isn't also could be considered a dungeon crawler. In well, you know, uh, Planet Side Two, not even close. Well, that, that's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Planet Side Two like, aside, like taking the, the the top MMO out there currently, which is World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like a dungeon crawler. Um, you have instances in the game, yes, uh, like dungeons and raids, which can almost be classified as a dungeon crawler at that point, but that's only a, a small fraction of the game. When you're out questing and exploring, it has so many different qualities that are different from a dungeon crawler that they don't even compare. Well, we if we broke it down, I mean... The only thing that they have in common is the RPG standpoint. Oh, man. See, that's... I know this was opening a can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Steve, I'm so sorry. We're going to... I know me and you are just going to fight all week about this, aren't we? <laughs> uh, more than just all week, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Because we, we were saying, like, you equip weapons and armor pretty much the same way in WoW as you do in uh, well, Torchlight, same. in uh, Diablo 3. You can go far beyond dungeon crawler but you can say that that is actually the root of an rpg that's D. oh man see so now we gotta we gotta shut down the <laughs> rpg show that we have on the network and they're coming over to me or we're, i guess we're getting shut down i guess i'll see you on on the rpg show a dungeon crawler. <laughs> think about this for a second dave okay yeah a dungeon crawler is a hybrid rpg okay let's hear what you got to say on that they, every dungeon crawler has the fundamentals of every RPG. You have quests, okay. quest givers, story, loot, equipable loot, skill trees. The only difference is, is your is your perspective, how the loot is distributed, and normally it's a single or four-player game. And it's an active action. And unlike most RPGs, which are turn-based or are skill or uh, skill bar-based, rotation-based, if you will. Um, not, I know that there's a lot of dungeon crawlers that do have rotations, things like that, and mm-hmm. action bars, but they're active sequences. So it's not stop and go. Right. In RPG standard, you usually pull one or two monsters, you fight that monster, and you're on your way. You go to the next group, the next group. In a dungeon crawler, it's like everything seems to want to hoard you all at once, and you're constantly, constantly fighting, active swinging, active combat. So... We, we have all this information coming at us. I think it's time for us to actually sit down and say, what is, what, do, what is our qualifications for what is a, a dungeon crawler? Is, I think we've come across, you know, not a large active world and loot and the way it drops. Yeah. And skill systems. That's going to be another key factor. Steve, can you agree with that? Yeah, I, I think that's pretty good. And actually, Borderlands 2 fits those three criteria. It, it sure does. And it I think the does. thing is you look into is the instance world, instance zones. Yeah, where the zones are, well, anytime you're actually playing the game, fighting an enemy, it's because you have chosen a dungeon or a difficulty or a small area to walk into. So that's why I think Borderlands 2 can easily fit that qualification. Oh, yeah, it, it definitely does. The different, there may be open world dungeons but there's still a dungeon there's active quests in each area the loot drops to the ground mm-hmm. there's only there's no real set loot table except for a couple of chances for rare drops on on enemy or bosses it has regular enemies which we call trash it has bosses yep you have skill trees you have character customization and all loot is equipable for armor weapons you name it okay so i'm i'm willing to say that Borderlands 2 is a dungeon crawler and it's welcome and at home here as long as it talks about its loot dropping and not about shooting people in the face. It's also very much a first-person shooter, which is what we talked about during gaming. So that's the nice thing about a game right. like that. So when when Borderlands about- wants to talk about its loot, it's it's okay to come here and hang out with me. But it, when it wants to go shoot somebody, it needs to go hang out with you over shoot there. Shoot in the face! <laughs> Good, Adrenaline, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, any any other last words on that, Steve? You got anything to say? Yeah, I don't think I do. Actually, I don't know if I have anything else to add to that. 
Well, it's it's all right, uh, Joe. Any any other last words on on what is? I think class, I spoke classification. All right, um, let's go ahead, and I want to mess everything up from what y'all just said and talk a little bit about Fantasy Star Online. <laughs> um, now I know that we we have con you know beat a dead horse on this one last episode, but. Uh, we, this game, it is, if you're playing it offline, well, this one actually is going to have to always be online, but you can play it all by yourself as if it was offline. The original Fantasy Star Online had an offline mode. So did Fantasy Star Universe. It was, in essence, a dungeon crawler to every, it, while it was offline, it was, it was exactly a dungeon crawler. Yeah, I remember playing Fantasy Star Online for my GameCube. Right. And it felt... I was offline with it all the time, and it felt just like a dungeon crawler to me. Now, I know it's Fantasy Star Online 2 definitely is. Yeah, from what I've heard about Fantasy Star Online 2, I, yeah, there's no way you can not classify it as that. It and, does have some MMO qualities to oh, it. Oh, it definitely does, When especially when you're actually paying to play the game. It's kind of like one of the first MMO dungeon crawlers, so MMO DC. <laughs> it really is, and especially because, like... When you actually pay a monthly subscription, you can you can activate an in-game shop, which is always on. You can actively have a in-game house, which is always there. You, you it becomes an MMO when you when you pay for the the game, mm-hmm. which I I you know I I get that it's tiny little things which a lot of people may not enjoy as much as I do, but you know the carrot on the stick is always good, right? I love that carrot on stick. Yeah. I'd probably keep it as a dungeon. Never crawl. get it. <laughs> Steve's like, oh, it has a pay-to-play option? What a coincidence. I'm not doing that. <laughs> keep my money. <laughs> but um, a few neat things. I know that I was, I've been touting that the uh, November update I was going to cover, but a secret small update has, has snuck through before the end of the month. I know we want to talk about this. Can I make? I may have had one realization really quick here. Yeah, sure. You know that uh, Elder Scrolls Online fits at least two of those criteria for Dungeon Crawler. Oh, so that means I'm stealing that too. You can't talk about it on any other show. Are you kidding? <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> what that game is it's gonna be talked on every show. I'm gonna figure oh, out a way I'm to sure. put it on Adrenaline Gaming. <laughs> You're gonna have to find a way to make a sword. Yes. You're going to have to find a way to only play the game as an archer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anywho. Plans I do. Or fans I do. Fans Fantasy Star, Star Online 2 had an update sneak through on the 21st. That's including a full Halloween update. Trick-or-treat events. Uh, rappies. They're, they, they're becoming lantern rappies, giving you pumpkin rods. Bunch of new uh, techniques, a bunch of new quests, tons of rare enemies, new weapons, even a, a treasure trove of costumes have been added. All for Halloween. You know, I find this very, very funny, Dave. What's up? If you really think about this, this is a Japanese game currently that's not available in the U.S., yet they're doing a patch for a U.S. holiday that most Americans will not be able to play. You, you, they've always done that, though. <laughs> They've always done that. That makes so, the whole world of sense. Well, I'm I'm hoping and praying that when it hits over here, that this will be an active Halloween thing. Will be in America too. So Absolutely. I'm excited about it. I know that uh, I did a few of the the different hollow. They didn't have Halloween, did they, Steve? In in Fantasy Star Online. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. I remember that. I remember Easter and I know uh, Easter. Valentine's Day. I, I'm there. Was there Christmas? Yeah, there was Christmas. I think it was a little like you know Santa hat rappy. Yeah. So they they definitely had those different ones, and and I'm glad to see these. And I know uh, there was a blue post for Diablo three saying that no, they didn't actually have any plans for for different uh, events in game as of yet. But with Fantasy Star Online two, it may still be in Japan, but it's going to hit America next year. When it comes, you're going to see Diablo 3 say, oh, this other dungeon crawler's doing this. Why aren't we? I, I'm, I'm hoping and praying that these events will actually make other games step up as well to, to show off what they can put out in-game. 
I'm really I'm looking at these screenshots. It has a very it very very clean look to it. Oh, it, it is Great backgrounds, but it has a very much a Japan Japanimation style to it. It, it definitely style. looks like your your JRPG like Final Fantasy kind of art oh, style. Yeah. It's definitely a Japanese style, which in in some circles that's actually very very cool. I I, I really. I love this art style. This art style is amazing. I'm not into anime, but I like the art style they use a lot. And it mm-hmm. works well in a lot of games. And it actually is very fluid animations. Oh, yeah. I, I love this one. Especially how you can mix skills almost together. And, oh, it's beautiful. Speaking of this, the art style in this game, brand new screenshots, which I included for my co-host to tantalize themselves with. Brand new screenshots have been released on pso-world.com if you want to go take a look. The November update, which is slated for release on the 7th, will be named Destroyer of History. That's right, Destroyer of History. It's going to include a brand new area, brand new bosses, including all new, uh, new, completely new, uh, Enemies, brand new skeletons, including brand new art for them. So, it, it, from the ground up, completely free new content. So, it, it's going to be amazing. A ton, a ton of new, uh, pretty much everything. Skills, everything. Also, they'll be adding the Photon Drop and EX Cube shops, which I mentioned in the last episode... Upon reaching 50, you'll be able to actually play with those. So there's a ton of new content coming next month. I'm I'm so excited I'm actually bouncing right now. Even though you can't play it. I, I have it downloaded and I put a English patch on it whenever I feel like playing it. I totally... I don't tell anybody, but I totally get it down on some PSO. <laughs> I remember when he played it before he had the English patch. Yeah, I was playing it in Japanese for a little while. Steve was looking over my shoulder. What does that mean? How, how should I know? It's in Japanese. I'm killing it, though. <laughs> did you get that mag figured out? Yes, I actually did figure out the mag. They actually do have mags from the original PSO, the little dudes that float behind you and follow you around. They absolutely have shoulder. them. What, what's up? They were kind of over your left shoulder behind yes. you? Yes. Yeah. I they, it looked like a gun at first, but then it started leveling up with me and changing and everything. Yeah, they they definitely change too. Like, and they the the shops at the very end that they're adding are mm-hmm. when you max out your little dude, you can buy upgrades from the shop that'll change his look and his stats. Well, let's get real. I mean, everyone who plays these kind of games is always into the vanity thing. The more vanity you can put into it, the better. Oh, definitely. I'm I'm so happy that they're they're just fan service left and right on that game, and it's it's really cool. So I'm I'm so excited for PSO, but I'm 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 gonna be putting out a some you know a petition for everyone to sign. I'm gonna go ahead and and post it on all of our sites, and uh, hopefully we can get enough signatures to increase the number of hours in a day to 36 hours. Because I'm running out of time to play my games. Time about it, especially when um, certain games come out next year. Oh my god. Next year, I'm I'm cutting my legs off because they're not going to be of use. I'm just going to sit down and play games all day long. Inside 2 launches. You know, I'm really, really hoping I'm going to be able to be working full-time for Quest Gaming Network next year. Because I'm going to need that time. <laughs> just to play games. That's part of my job is playing these games, man. i got to have time. Ugh. It, it's a hard a, life. It really what is. What a job we have, Dave. I mean, uh, it is. I'm. Oh, woe is me. <laughs> oh, woe. <laughs> Dave, uh, recording Elder Scrolls in a couple days. Have you played your Skyrim? Uh, I um, I have I, that key. Might be getting sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I I know. I'm already feeling the crunch with how many games that I play for this show alone, and then all the other ones. But you know, it's it's. I'm so excited about Fantasy Star, I know that I, I won't put it down once it's released in America, and I know that the other mm-hmm. games are going to suffer. Then, Cedric, just show around what you're playing, man. See, that's the cool that's thing awesome. about this, is I'm it's totally going to be Fantasy Star talking about that, and, you know, and I keep up with everything else, and oh, it's there's so many good games out there. There is. Yeah. No, no, uh, Steve, you're, you're going to pick up PSO, ain't you? Oh yeah, I'm going to be playing it harder than you. Oh, yeah? Want to bet? 
I'm, Bring yeah. it. Yeah. Bring I know, it. I, I, I get the max level before you do. Bring it. Get up and check it out so I don't so I don't get left out if I'm ever on your show again. <laughs> after after night you'd be like that guy. Well, especially like since it's releasing with a free to play model, there's no excuse. You know, this is the same way with, with the other games I'm that are that releasing person. like that. I do enjoy my free to plays, but after I get like a, a two days, three Z days in I, I figure out if I like it or not. If I like it I go so I go sub. Oh yeah. I this is free to play. This is one of those ones I probably will go sub. So, all right, uh, moving on, I do want to thank both of our guests and I want to remind them that we are doing a, a few hard corner challenges for this month, which will end on the last episode of November, which let me get that date real quick. Last episode of November will be the 29th, our record date 29th. If you want to send in an email, for completing in Diablo 3, play Monster Power 10. If you complete that. How in the world is anyone going to complete this? Well, all I'm ha- asking is by the end of the month, no matter how far the you got. first zombie, you win. I, I want to <laughs> hear no matter how far you got by the end of the month, that last week, send in your emails. But if you get past the butcher and get killed before the end of the month, feel free to email in and we will shout you out no matter when you send it in. But... That's kind of crazy. Yeah, I do want to hear how far people get. Remember, Monster Power 10 from the start. Any class you want. Let's see how you do. I know, Steve, you said you were actually playing a little bit this, right? Yeah, I was. I I was almost to the Chancellor, playing on a a bar Monster Power 10. Oh, God, not the Chancellor. Please don't tell me you fought the Chancellor. I I didn't fight the Chancellor. I I got right into the, the symmetric, right? Um, symmetry, yeah. Symmetry. I got there, and then, and then you were like, quit doing that, you gotta get ready for the show, and I was like, fine. <laughs> Didn't you issue, like, a uh, Torchlight 2 challenge last week? Yes, we also issued a Torchlight 2 challenge, which was Dan's challenge from last week. I which was, um, let's see, what was it? It was no healing potions whatsoever. And robot on engineer class. And no robot, you must play engineer. And, again... Remember? That's to the end of the month, and I want to hear how people do, and I want to I want to see uh, emails sent in. Remember, the last day for submission is the morning of the 29th. Is there a stopping point to the uh, Torchlight Two one, or is it just as long as you can go? Uh, the Torchlight Two again is just as far as you can go. I want to see who can get the furthest. Fair enough. So. I'm gonna give it a shot. You must at least complete one act in, in well, either of them. You must complete one act to send in your email before uh, the month is over. But at the end of the month, I just want to hear how far people get. And we will definitely shout out how far you get on air. That'll be really cool. So, uh, moving on. I, I do have two emails sent in this month. The first one, I, I had a, have a little story for you. Um... When I first played 1.0.5 in D3, I got a legendary drop right off the bat, and it was for a witch doctor. So I was playing with Alates, one of our one of our wonderful listeners, and she was saying, "Oh, my son Marcus, I lo- wants that weapon so bad." So I definitely I just handed it over to her, have fun with it. He ended up emailing in, says thank you for the weapon, and just by the way, I I got through the birthday episode of the QGN podcast. And I'm glad to hear that all of you suck it out and are continuing to do amazing shows. Now I listen to Dungeon Crawlers, Minecraft, which I bought a 360 due to the show, Elder Scrolls, which gives me amazing ideas and new things to try, and just downloaded for my first time, Adrenaline Gaming, and we'll get into the others as well. Please pass on to everyone to keep up the great work. It's so amazing to hear people talk about the games the same way I do. My only complaint is that there are only so many hours in a week, and it's getting hard to keep up to date with all of your amazing shows. That was our evil plan from the start. <laughs> Take care, Marcus. Well, I just want to thank you very much, Marcus Zeit, and I hope you have a great time with that, that Gibeon weapon, and I hope that it, it works well for you. Uh, it's another email sent in from Matt. says, 
I just dropped in to say that I've been enjoying listening to the new Dungeon Crawler podcast, even though I'm not playing a Dungeon Crawler right now. But keep up the great work. And I hope that after our discussion of what is a Dungeon Crawler, you'd be more confused and think <laughs> that you are playing a Dungeon Crawler. That's what it's all about. I know I am. <laughs> yeah, uh, episode number three, confused yet? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's more or less, what am I playing? What's Dean playing? That's probably what a dungeon crawler is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, I just want to wrap up the show and say thank you all very much for listening. And we're about to get into how to reach us and all that fun stuff. But real quick, before we end the show, Steve, is there anything you wanted to say? No, I'm good. All right. And Widget, anything you want to say to our wonderful listeners? Thanks for having me on again, Dave. Yeah, man. I want to thank both of y'all for being on a lot. Yeah, it was good talking to you, Steve. Uh, yeah, you too, Widget. Is, uh, you know, we should do this again sometime. <laughs> yeah, I think so. We'll have to get you a better mic, though. So you don't yeah, me. we'll try to get me a better mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Remember, our radio survey mentions. Please take our radio survey mentions. They're found on all of our new, brand new websites. Take about five minutes to do. They are extremely important for us to find out what we are doing good or bad on our show. Feel free to do them. I believe they're anonymous. Pretty sure. Right? Yes, they are. Okay, cool. So, if you want to tell me how badly you hate me for cutting my hair, feel free to go on there and tell me. Don't, because I'm, 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 I know that I cut my hair and I'm sad about it. <laughs> it looks good. Don't say that. Okay, yeah. I You're do, hurt, I do love my hair. Feelings. You know what? I'll call it out to the world. Thank you, Carrie. You actually did a wonderful job on my hair. I'm very happy about it. Also, remember, our five-star reviews on iTunes. We definitely give a lovingly wonderful shout-out to anyone who gives us a five-star review on iTunes in thanks for their wonderful support and their comment on iTunes. We also remember, we do paid mentions for a small fee of $10. We provide any kind of small ad or shout out, probably around 10 seconds worth, to whomever or commemorate whatever you wish. Please go to our website and use a PayPal donate button to, or simply email us and we'll be happy to point you in the right direction or answer any questions that you may have. You can reach us anytime at dungeoncrawlerpodcast.com. And if that's not working for you, it's dungeoncrawler.mymiddleearth.com. Dot com. Ah, you you exactly. can you have a full website now. Yes, the Dungeon proper... Crawler oh. Podcast is the URL. Uh, yeah, it is Dungeon Crawler Podcast, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I remember. And yep. also, guys, there is now email links on that site, so you can go to the right hand side on our right hand side widgets. Not not this widget, but website widgets, and click <laughs> on that email link, and it'll put you right in the right direction to email the show. Also, uh, dungeoncrawlerpodcast at gmail.com. If you don't want to actually go to the site, you can just send us an email straight from your email using that. But if you want to check out all of our other awesome and amazing shows that hopefully I will be on Adrenaline Pod, the Adrenaline Gaming Podcast pretty soon. Here's your bell, man. We'll put you right on. All right. Hint, hint. Uh, you can check out those and all of our shows at questgamingnetwork.com. Our record days are... Minecraft Off the Record is Sunday nights, and it's our only show that actually goes live. It is live at 7 p.m. Eastern on Livestream.com slash TheQuestShow. SWOTOR Reforged is Monday nights. Adrenaline Gaming is Wednesday nights. Elder Scrolls Off the Record is Thursday nights. Quest Legion is Fridays. And rounding out the week is Dungeon Crawler Saturdays. You hear how much more epic Dungeon Crawlers is than y'all's other shows? I'm just saying. You're on like 90% of them, Dave. I know. <laughs> <laughs> They're all a part of the network. Uh, Alright, uh, but if you want to send us a tweet, we love tweets. I do love tweets. You can send us a tweet at the show directly at Podcast. If you want to send me a tweet, I'm at dnforce. That's at d i e n. Force! <laughs> <laughs> or you could send Widget a tweet at author. That's author. J.R. Wilson. Kete, Steve, you don't have one. You're, you're, you're lagging behind, man. Come I'm, on. I'm not a tweeter. 
You not? <laughs> uh, battle tags. You can catch me in game if I actually have anyone on my friends list, any room on my friends list. I've been I've been maxing it out every time. I I try to clean it up. You can catch me at Dean D I E N number one seven three seven. Hopefully, I'll be able to be on D three. What's up? Mine is unanimous. I don't like giving up my battle tag. Oh, that's fine. We we I'm not forcing my guests to give out the battle tag. Steve, do you want to give yours out? Yeah, man. Uh, you can get me at Kete Poundsline one eight one six. Poundsline. Hey, what though? They can find me on Steam as Kempo four hundred one K E N P O. There you go. So you can you have a million and one different ways to get a hold of us if you want to say hey, love the podcast, hate your hair. No, actually, I <laughs> love my hair. So please don't say that. It does look kind of goofy. No, it doesn't. You don't mess up my hair. In the back. It's just in the back. No. My hair. My hair. <laughs> now I'm self-conscious. <laughs> anyway. Dungeon Crawler is a Quest Gaming Network podcast written by all the hosts of Dungeon Crawler. Please stop making fun of my hair. Never give out your account information. Remember, if you're playing D3, grab a Battle.net authenticator and install antivirus and anti-spyware software. Have a great one, y'all. I will see you next week. Take care, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. See y'all next time. Welcome to Diablo Off the Record. My name is Dave Deenforce Adams, and you're listening to episode three. Tonight's record date is October twenty seventh, twenty twelve. Dave, what's up? Uh, you gotta retake that, man. Because this isn't Diablo Off the Record. Sure isn't. Damn. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh... Thanks, Steve. I see that. Wrong, Dungeon Crawlers. I just sit back in my chair and just use my right hand and do everything. <laughs> that sounds like a bad, a different situation, but that's not it, the case. It, Yeah, that sounded really bad. Yeah. Yeah. I could have used my left hand, so it feels neat. Yeah, never mind. Um, okay, wow. Uh, anywho. <laughs> Shoot me in the face! In the face! Do it! Shoot me in the face! Thank you!